When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Books Network. I'm Deidre Tyler. Today, we'll be talking to Roberta Matteson, author of the book, Can We Talk? Seven Principles for Managing Difficult Conversations at Work. How are you doing today, Roberta? I'm terrific. How are you? Great. I wonder if you could begin the interview by saying a few words about yourself and how you became interested in the project. Well, I am an expert in the maximization of talent, and I work with Fortune 500 companies to help them create magnetic leaders and organizations where people love to work and customers love to do business. And part of that, um, over the years, I have found that the real key to creating these kinds of organizations is open communication. And that is something that uh, I've noticed lately we are lacking. So I decided that I would make my sixth book uh, this topic. Now, tell the audience exactly what it is you mean by can we talk? Well, I, I wrote the book and the title because I wanted people to have a resource that they could use when either they needed to say to somebody in the workplace, you know, hey, can we talk? Or what would happen, you know, to you when somebody says to you, can we talk, right? And so oftentimes we're on the receiving end of one of these kinds of conversations. And yet I found while I was doing research that there really aren't any books out there for someone who has to have a difficult conversation with their boss or perhaps their peer. So I made sure that there were tons of sample scripts and uh, examples for anyone who might have a tough conversation with someone. Why do you think that confidence is so important in navigating that difficult conversation? Well, I think it takes a lot of courage, right, Um, to have a sticky situation in front of you and be willing to address it. And so, you know, for me, confidence and courage are very much in alignment. 
And, you know, when you have confidence and when you feel like, yeah, you know, I really should address the situation and I can do this, then you approach the conversation in a much different way than if you feel like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to be bothering somebody if I ask for more money or, or, you know, a promotion. So it's, you know, in the book, the, it is definitely one of the seven principles, uh, confidence, and, and that's why I chose that principle. Now, when you look at all the different difficult conversations, what do you think would be the most difficult that someone may have to be involved with? Well, the one that always comes to mind is when you're a manager and you have to, you know, fire an employee. And whether or not you believe it was well-deserved, it's never an easy thing to do. And and I tell my um, coaching clients that the day that it becomes easy for you is the time when you should find a new profession because it's, you know, you, you it requires empathy and compassion and, um, you know, it's my belief that most people don't start a job or, you know, come to the workplace hoping that they'll, you know, fail in their role, but it does happen and it does have to be addressed. Now, you also talked about positive affirmations. How important is this in a job environment and also in the difficult conversations? Well, I think these last two years, because I think we're coming up almost on two years, have been really tough on everyone. And so, you know, to start your day in a positive way takes effort. It, you know, before you'd get up and if you loved your job, you, you know, you couldn't wait to get dressed and stop at the local coffee shop and go to work. And, you know, now you're, for many of us still, you know, your first stop is the kitchen, <laughs> And so you have to talk yourself into, okay, I'm going to pump myself up for this day. Um, And I just think it's really important that you have the right mindset so that when you go into a conversation, you tell yourself, you know, hey, I can do this. I'm really good at what I do. And I'm going to handle this conversation well, rather than approaching it like, oh, boy, I'm going to screw this up, right? Okay. Now, can people provide more clarity when they're involving in a difficult conversation? What are some tips there? Well, I think you have to really know what the outcome is that you want to achieve as a result of having this conversation. Um, In the book, I point out how um, one of my clients thought he was very clear. He was the he is the president of a hospital, and he thought he was very clear with his executive regarding what he wanted to see happen as a result of the conversation. And that employee walked away with a whole different idea. And, you know, three months later, he had to have that tough conversation, the one that said, you know, you're not going to be with us anymore. But I don't think that would have happened if he, and he even said to me, Roberta, if I had been clear and really crystal clear in what I wanted, this never would have happened this way. Now, you talked a lot about empathy. Why is this so important in the difficult conversation? Well, I think today's employees, when, you know, I do a lot of work with organizations on employee retention, and there's a huge disconnect these days. People don't feel like they're valued in the workplace. They don't feel like their boss, you know, cares what happens to them. 
And, you know, when you have to have a conversation that is not that pleasant with someone, if you can demonstrate empathy, like, you know, you know, I'm sure this must be hard for you. I know it's hard for me, or, you know, it's unfortunate that it's come to the situation or, you know, just showing empathy by saying, you know, do you need a few minutes to kind of, you know, think about what I'm talking about rather than, well, what do I need, right? I'm going to charge through this conversation because I can't wait to get it over with. You know, in the last chapter, you talked a lot about the office drama. How can people (laughs) deal with this? And give us some examples of that office drama. Oh, there's drama, 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 right? And especially today, again, because, you know, people are being asked to do so much more because uh, companies can't hire fast enough or, you know, and they also aren't keeping the people they hire. And so there's a lot of um, political, you know, stuff going on where everybody's jockeying for for the job of the person who left. Um, You know, people are stressed out. And when you're stressed out, you may not, you know, be as nice as you are when you're not stressed out. So there's just a lot of drama going on inside companies. And, you know, some people are taking the position, well, I'm I'm not going to be involved in it. And And they're stepping out. But what winds up happening is, if you don't address the situation when it occurs, it only gets worse. Now, you talked about seven principles. Kind of summarize those principles for everyone. Well, I will give you three, and then if they want to know the rest, <laughs> I, I will tell you what they are. And uh, and then if people want to, you know, know the rest, they can certainly, you know, buy the book and read it. Um, the first principle is confidence. And that's really trusting yourself and the other person that you're talking with. Uh, The next principle is clarity and making sure that your point is clear and that you're listening with an open mind. That is super, super important. Uh, I write about compassion, and that's being empathetic and understanding what you and I just talked about. Uh, Curiosity. You need to be really asking questions rather than shutting down conversations, you know, just asking more questions and being more curious. And the fifth principle is compromise. And, you know, so often we get into these conversations and it's all about us winning. I'm going to win this conversation that, you know, we don't even realize that, you know, there's a middle ground here. Maybe we should go for that. Uh, The sixth one is credibility. And really, that's all about recognizing that your word is only as good as your actions, because a lot of people say they're one thing, but their behavior says something else. Um, Number seven, the seventh principle is courage. And that's having, you know, the courage of your talent and the courage to navigate whatever obstacles will come your way at work. Lastly, What message do you want the audience to take away from the difficult conversations? The message that I would like people to walk away with is that this is just part of life. Um, This is, these conversations have been going on for years and they're not going away anytime soon. So the better you get at handling these conversations, the more effective you'll be at work and the happier you'll be because the stress of thinking about doing something that you're not terribly good at 
for most people, it can be very overwhelming. And so if you know that this is just part of life, um, it, it, to me, it makes sense to figure out how to navigate these difficult conversations at work. Well, we've taken up a lot of your time. I've enjoyed our conversation. Can you tell us what you're working on next? What am I working on next? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. I am actually working on um, a masterclass on hiring uh, for success and selecting for success because right now organizations are just pulling bodies in and then they're so surprised when these people don't work out. And that's because most people don't know how to select for success. So I am doing this masterclass um, for a number of clients and also helping them with their strategy uh, around talent and how they can attract top talent that will stick around. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me.